0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Now, when Jesus heard this... He withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Imagine with me that the deserted place where Jesus fed these thousands of people was a place something like Haiti. I traveled to Haiti with a mission team 15 years ago. It was the most poverty I'd ever seen. If you've been reading about the recent kidnappings of two Americans, then you know that things have only gotten worse in Haiti since that time. Haiti is the kind of place that needs Jesus to come and perform a miracle like the one we've just read about from the Gospel of Matthew. But that time 15 years ago, God didn't send Jesus to Haiti, God sent this mission team that I was in, and as I joined them at the airport to fly down to Haiti, one lady brought with her a second-hand wheelchair, and she told me to get in it. I was to fake an injury so I could ride this wheelchair onto the airplane. This didn't sound like a good idea to me, and I didn't understand why she was asking me to do it, but I did it anyway. I rode this wheelchair into the airport, and I remember wheeling up to the first security checkpoint wondering if my next step on this journey was going to be Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. They just wheeled me right through, however, and pushed me to my seat. It wasn't until the next day that I understood why Jane, the mission committee chair, asked me to do this. The day after we landed, we drove out to a small village and up rode a man being pushed in a wheelbarrow. When he saw this wheelchair that I'd smuggled into his home country, he smiled from ear to ear and seeing the look on his face, I would have become a professional wheelchair smuggler right then if I'd been asked to. What I'm trying to say is that the world is a broken place. And when the people were hungry, and the disciples were not sure what to do about it, Jesus said to the disciples, you give them something to eat. Jesus was with them as he is with us, so let us be aware that God does miraculous things through normal people just like you and me. When God told Moses basically the same thing Jesus told the disciples, the power of God was unleashed upon the earth. I will send you to Pharaoh, God said to Moses. Not feeling up to the task, Moses tried to back out of it. How will I free these people from slavery? How will I stand up to Pharaoh? God asked Moses, what's that you have in your hand? A staff, Moses said. Then God said, I will use that staff to defeat Pharaoh. To the disciples, Jesus said, you give them something to eat. When they tried to back out of it, Jesus asked them, what do you have there in your hands? Five loaves and two fish? Well, I will use those five loaves and two fish to feed 5,000 people. That's how it is with God. God takes who we are and what we have in our hands to change the world. Last semester, I was in a class working towards my doctorate and the seminary professor, he asked my class, look into your hands. What do you have that God might use? A cell phone? Right now, I know some of you have a cell phone in your hand. I'm not blind. I've seen you looking before. But but think with me. Think with me about the power of a phone. First, think with me about the power... Of this phone. <laughs> My friend Ken Miner who has saved this church who knows how much money by rewiring light fixtures and replacing old light bulbs with LEDs. He used to work for the phone company and he kept a bunch of these old phones. He has a whole antique phone collection and likely he thinks this was the model that Dr. Patton used in the pulpit of our sanctuary when telephones first came to Marietta, Georgia back in 1898. Dr. Patton had one of the first telephones in Marietta installed in our pulpit so that those who couldn't come to church in person, the homebound, the disabled, the sick, could worship with us from their homes. Now what about your cell phone? Some of you have used your cell phones to share this worship service. Today, not using the phone lines but the internet, this worship service gets sent out into the world for the Lord will use us and whatever we have in our hands to do miraculous things if we are willing. Don't be surprised to hear that. He will use us. And whatever we have no matter how humble to do miraculous things I'll never forget a phone call I received from the Marietta City Schools central office we've been distributing food from the Atlanta fold ba- Atlanta food bank this woman said but but school's about to be out for the summer do y'all at First Presbyterian Church want to give this food out in your parking lot That happened three years ago. Since then, every Tuesday, more than 250 cars have lined up in our parking lot to receive a meal box of produce and canned goods. We have distributed first hundreds, then thousands, then millions of meals out of our parking lot. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children, and managed to have 12 full baskets left over. That is the power of God at work in people, in people like us. Yet we, we don't always see ourselves as powerful. So Moses was afraid. The disciples were anxious. I get that. Life is a little bit easier if there is nothing that we can do about the suffering in the world. If there is nothing that we can do about the suffering in the world, then we don't have to step out in faith to answer the call. But my friends, I'm telling you right now, we are strong enough to change the world when God works through us. So remember what happened when the disciples answered the call of Jesus who said to them, you give them something to eat. Remember what happened to Moses when he dared to answer God's call. Remember that when your children or your grandchildren say to you, I just can't do it and so I quit. I'm now at the point in parenting our children that our two daughters are sometimes better at me than at stuff. When we play basketball, Cece beats me in basketball every time we play. She's 12 years old and I stopped taking it easy on her last year. Last year, if she pulled up too close to me for a shot, I'd knock the ball right out of her hands. If she dribbled in front of me, I'd steal the ball. I stopped taking it easy on her. It might sound mean, but I was just trying to win somehow. <laughs> Y'all, last week, she beat me 10-2 to in the first game. Then she beat me by an even wider margin twice after that. And I'm, I'm still sort of good. I can still kind of run. But this is what I wonder. Does Cece have any idea how good she is? I don't think that any of us do Yet the world changes when we live so that God can use us. The world changes when we are bold to believe that God might do something miraculous through even me, through even you, if we live so that God can use us anytime, Lord, anywhere. Cindy Etheridge uh, told me the most wonderful story last week. You might know that she cracked a bone in her jaw. Her husband, Charlie, took her straight to the ER and after all day in the ER, she was finally taken to a room with a roommate. Do you know that feeling? You've been in the ER all day waiting and then they finally take you to a room and, and there you see another bed and another person. How are you going to get any rest? Cindy was initially disappointed to have a roommate, but she got to know this woman. She learned that her roommate was in worse shape than she was in. After talking and getting to know each other, Cindy mustered up the courage to ask this woman if she would like to pray. Do you know what that feels like? Before you ask, you doubt yourself. You think to yourself, this woman doesn't want to pray with me. Who am I to pray with this woman anyway? Surely those kinds of thoughts were going through Cindy's mind, yet she took this woman by the hand and prayed that the Lord would make his presence known to her. My friends, like it or not, we are agents of a mighty God. Remember that you always have something to give. Remember that God moves through you. God moves through us. God moved through the disciples who gave the people something to eat. And when we find a way to be of service, when we dare to serve the Lord, when we dare to answer His call, the world changes. And so do we. In the words of that great Presbyterian minister, Mr. Rogers, There's something unique about being a member of a family that really needs you in order to function well. One of the deepest longings a person can have is to feel needed and essential. My friends, you are needed. You are essential. And nothing will give you greater satisfaction in this broken world than using what God has placed in your hands to defeat Pharaoh or to feed the masses. And there is no more miserable person than the one who thinks only of himself. On a day like today, where we just had our big discipleship expo in Holland Hall and you all received your uh, church newsletters with all those ministries you might get involved in. The time is right for you to take what is in your hands and to allow God to use it to transform this broken world. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.